I like to describe Weird Norfolk as a cabinet of curiosities containing forgotten folklore, paranormal experiences, odd places to visit, and just a, a real collection of interesting local history. I'm Shifra Connor and I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. Fact, folklore, legend that relate to a whole manner of different things in the county, whether that be an artefact at Norwich Castle, whether that be an erratic stone left by a glacier. So I'm Stacia Briggs and I'm the writer for Weird Norfolk. This week on Weird Norfolk, we're heading to Strumpshaw to have a look at the cursed goat's head of the Goats Inn. The goat's head hung above the bar at the Goat Inn in Strumpshaw for 60 years, but in 1970 the EDP reported on some spooky goings on at the pub, resulting in the removal of the head. Landlord Frank Walpole said mirrors had flown off walls, the pub piano had played itself, water poured through the ceiling and his family had seen a figure walking around the inn at night. Most worryingly, a 17-year-old boy was killed in a car crash the day after he touched the head. But this wasn't where the story ended. In 1972, there was another report of unfortunate events at the goat. The regulars had persuaded Mr Walpole to rehang the goat's head when he did, the family's pets suffered various misfortunes. A minor bird dropped dead, a monkey died from a head injury, one of the family's three dogs ran away while the other died giving birth, and its companion passed away the next day. This time, Mr Walpole decided to get rid of the cursed head. He weighted down the shaggy head and threw it in the River Yare. Within a month, the head resurfaced. A reed cutter caught sight of the head at Rockland Dyke and fished it out. He was quoted as saying it was looking more malevolent than ever. Obviously, Mr Walpole did not want the head back, so he passed it to the Lodes family on Broadhall Farm in Rockland St Mary. Within days, the dogs on the farm started behaving aggressively and the grandmother, Evelyn Todd, who was staying on the farm, had such a prolonged attack of nosebleeds that she had to go to hospital. The head was eventually given back to the goat. The goat inn obviously didn't want it back, as in 1962, old Capricorn, as he was known, was found in a shallow grave at Strumpshaw Gravel Pit. As ever, spooky co coincidences followed. Tyres deflated, a driver was shot in the arm, and dogs were filled with fear. And from this time on, the trail goes cold. I was quite worried, because I have a goat's skull i think well, in my front room oh, well it might be a ram it's a it's a dead thing that i've got in my front room um and uh, i was quite concerned and i had to look the picture of mine and of to make okay. sure i will say yeah, I we've got like the most amazing picture of this which yes. we'll upload with this podcast because the thing is terrifying it is like, yeah, it it's is, oh it's horrible it's absolutely horrible i think the sad thing is that this goat um came to strumpshaw 
on a jolly uh, with a travelling peddler in 1908 and was obviously brought in the pub possibly for a drink. And um, the landlady of the time, Mrs Newton, took a fancy to it in 1908. It, it, it sounded like it was quite a magnificent yeah. goat. It was um, a white goat um, with a full beard. Yes. <laughs> and she obviously just took a liking to it. And, um, and, and then paid, had it killed. And then As you do. Killed. Honestly, um, why would you take a liking to it and then have it killed and stuff? Well, she, I think she just wanted it to go above the bar. Because well, obviously it was the goat in. She could die of natural causes, couldn't she? Mm. But she didn't. So it was killed, and the chap who killed it uh, spoke to the EDP, I think, in uh, 60s. 50, uh, 58. Yeah, he spoke to us and, and, rem- and remembered killing it uh, in, in order that Mrs Newton could have it behind the bar. And it seems to have spent its early days just kind of being slightly yellowed by cigarettes delightfully. It had a once a year. Yes. <laughs> she, it was washed once a year. Because it got quite yellowed, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but it was really... Yeah, so for 60 years, there was like... No issues with it. It just kind of watched over the people drinking and stuff. And then this new barman, uh, new landlord, took over the pub with his family. This Mr. Walpole. And I don't know whether the locals might have told him some porcupines about, you know, just to wind him up, saying, oh, there's a legend that the goat's head was cursed by travelling, you know, gypsies passing through. And But those stories didn't seem to exist beforehand. So I think he obviously took it to heart. And then things started going Although wrong for them. He, did he not have teenage children, which is often he a... Had, so this is one of the things I think is particularly interesting. There's almost like two stories. He had a 15-year-old daughter, and of, oh, it's fairly well known that um, teenage girls are off, often draw in poltergeist activity. Um, and the original stories seem to be revolving around poltergeist activity, don't they? Mirrors. Mirrors falling off, um, off the wall. Pianos Pianos playing. playing. Top down. At one point, the daughter said she... They had a a statue of a gnome in the the goat inn, and um, it was quite heavy from what I can gather. And something made... She said... The girl said that she suddenly felt really, really angry and had the strength to pick up this heavy gnome and throw it across the pub. No and she, but she was like, crime. she said it was like completely like out of the blue, and and so that kind of does indicate poltergeist activity. Yeah. Which I don't know why that's linked to the goat's head. No. It's really strange, and it's like there's two slightly different stories, but for some reason the Walpole family tied all of this weird, all these strange goings on to this goat's head, which mm. they'd been told had been cursed by gypsies. But the Walpole, the the Mrs Walpole believed that the head could be possessed by her cousin Alfred. And I've done a little bit of of kind of research into him. I think it was Alfred Pleasance who was from Pouringland who had a bit of a kind of tempestuous life. He was born one of three. Um his dad died and for some reason he was put in an orphanage in London. So he had a bit of a bad start in life, joined the Navy, and he was on the British destroyer, the HMS Harvester, which was sunk by a U-boat on March the 11th, 1943. But even that sinking wasn't as as kind of straightforward as you might think. So this, this, this ship was had just picked up some, some survivors of another sinking, was on its way back to the UK, was hit, by a torpedo, but managed to kind of struggle along. The tor- the the U boat then went back and did it again, and it began to sink. And then another ship came along and 
basically shot at everybody so it was you know of sinkings no sinking is a great is a great one but this Mm -hmm. was a particularly unpleasant one he went down he was 26 when he died um and he was one of hundreds who died that day uh he's buried in Pouringland. um so bizarrely went back to his mother's his mother's parish and she believed that it was haunted by his ghost. And, and I didn't understand why. I didn't understand why. Well, I don't understand why she would think that. But kind of having looked at uh, his life, his early life and his mm. death. So you can see why he might be haunting the family. Yes. But it's, it's this him being tied. How was he tied to the but goat's head? It's really happened until they, moved, they in. moved in. So perhaps, mm. you know, and, and I don't know, perhaps if you're linking it, then we can say that why did nothing happen for 60 years Mm. until they moved in? So Mm. if we're saying that the 15-year-old girl could have attracted poltergeist activity, then it does make a bit more sense, Mm. doesn't it? And if if it then decides, but it could have possessed the gnome, couldn't it, by the sound of things? But the gnome, it's a bit like the Queen Vic's head in EastEnders, but a gnome. Um, (laughs) Obviously, the Go Inn was quite the place for trinkets. Yeah, so Mr Walpole took it out of the bar... Things died down, you know, it went quiet again. The regulars, obviously, they loved the goat, so they talked him into bringing it back, at which point there's no other recorded activity, like paranormal activity, but then that's when the kind of curse element comes into it where bad things start happening and their pets were just struck down. Firstly, they had a monkey. And a minor bird. And a minor... They had quite random pets. Yeah, but and anyways. lots of them who were very unfortunate. It was yeah. an unfortunate series of events, it wasn't was, it, involving yeah. the family menagerie. Yeah. And it is strange that they all... As soon as it went back in the pub, all of these... So whether the goat was just actually annoyed at being put out the back. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it had... It had also had been on tour, hadn't it? So he'd got rid of it. After the, the after the menagerie mm. started dropping dead, yeah. and then he he got rid of it and it went down river five miles, didn't it? Yeah. To the so to the reed cutter. So that was after the animals. Yeah. So animals died, um, and man died, yeah. and and piano playing and and yeah. all the rest of it. And then he chucks it in the river because he's told he must drown the curse, yeah. mustn't he? Yeah. They get like um, some spiritualists in, yeah. and they say, oh, the only way to deal with this is to drown it. Yeah. And give it to someone else, which is uh, what happens. It gets fished out. Why you'd fish it out even, I don't know. To be fair, you would fish it out. uh, Would you? Its eyes had fallen out by that stage. (laughs) It was not a looker by this stage. We have, and again, we have pictures of it before it threw away. It it was, yeah. It looks better than we would if we'd been in the water for for that long, to be fair. But um, so that, it's then picked up, taken to this farm with the loads. The loads' son, Dennis... Um, is obviously uh, has got his eye set on a, a museum of dark items and Which sets. Which we would have loved. I wish he actually had done it. That would have been brilliant. So he, so he decides he's going to start a museum with exhibit number one being the goat's head of Strumpshaw. Um, and then yeah, all hell it breaks loose, doesn't yeah. it? The dogs go mad. The Which usually get on really well together. There's four of them. Um, they all start fighting and it, it get really... I don't Grandmother's know. nose yeah. bleeds. And a constant nosebleed. Like, so bad that she had to go to hospital. That's proper haunting, yeah. isn't it? That is proper hardcore haunting. And then the fact that Mrs. Lodes gives it back to Mr. Walpole at the Goat Inn, and she won't... She it, Like, somebody interviews her for the paper, and she says, I, I don't want to talk about why I'm giving it back. And it's like, 
why did you what happened what happened yeah, exactly some darkness happened didn't it yeah. so the pub gets it back i should imagine they were heavy size that day it was like right okay and it goes back up again doesn't it but not for long no and then yeah it's, it sounds seems like just a couple of weeks later it turns up in the gravel pit at strumshaw so without any, with no, with, with no fanfare this time. No. So before the chap, uh, the Walpole chap, has been quite yeah. keen to tell yeah. us about it, but suddenly it goes very quiet and it just turns up in a shallow grave. Uh, yeah. It's just hideous. It, it sounds like its head, it was just like sticking out from oh, the gravel. Oh, God. <laughs> and one of the guys who found it says that he was 100% sure it's the same goat as he had sipped many a pint under its glassy stare. Oh, God. <laughs> so, and then when they find it, this uh, the they put it in a digger to move it around and the tyre on the digger blows out. Somebody comes to fix it and gets shot in the arm by a pellet gun. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's like, and, the, and again, the dog reacts badly to it. It hides in a barn until it's gone. And then, and then that's it. There's nothing. Nobody knows where it's gone. It's not in my front room. I have checked. Because <laughs> if it was, it would be out. I'd be putting that in a shallow grave, or myself, to avoid being with the goat. I, one other thing, another thing I particularly like about this story is the goat keeps coming back in the story. But the way I found this as well, the goat just kept coming back. So I actually originally found the clipping. I did over. December I did um, a weird Norfolk advent calendar on Instagram which you should all go back and have a look at because it's fun Um, and this was like just one of the little clippings that I shared and I was like oh this is a really good story the goat blah 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 then I didn't think any more of it then I was downstairs in the archives um, looking for something not even looking for a weird thing it was just something I can't remember what I was doing research on and the goat it was another story about the goat I was like, what? It came back. Yeah. And it just kept happening. I just kept stumbling across these, like, the stories relating to the goat. It was brilliant. <laughs> mm. So it doesn't want to die, does no. it? It really doesn't. I mean, I kind of looked into a little bit about goats in uh, and their association with Satan. So they are mentioned in the Bible as as being kind of the opposite to sheep. In other words, sheep are follow god and the metaphor of god as a shepherd and in matthew it's separate there's a piece about separating the sheep from the goats with it being quite clear that the goat is a metaphor for evil and i think it was and centuries ago there was the goat-headed deity which was Mm. satanic so goats have long been associated with kind of the dark arts Mm. And um, I personally am not particularly... I do like goats, I but I have... Well, the ones in rocks and barns are a bit scary because they like put their little legs out at you. I, had, to try and get I, I have and bag. had eczema <laughs> when I was a kid and my mum read somewhere because she was a hippie that she shouldn't give me normal cow's milk, she should give me goat's milk. And I used to have to bike miles to get goat's milk, which was frozen, and that was the only milk I was allowed. And... Did oh dear lord! No, it, a it didn't work because I wouldn't drink it. So therefore, she'd give it to me, and I would just throw it out the window or put it down the toilet. Not that she knows that. Don't listen to that, mum, because it cost a fortune. Um, <laughs> but you know, no, it was so goats will always. I don't think I've ever had goat's milk. It's I've not. It's cheese. not great on cereal mm. at all. So yeah, so I was I was I had a down on goats for many years, and then as a vegetarian, all you're ever given is goat cheese, isn't it? And people I think like they're being cheese. well, it's okay, but people think they're but being bean feast. 
It's better than being fixed. And it's also better than a lasagna. But when you go out, people, restaurants think that they're being hugely kind of creative if they give you goat's cheese. It's like, we've got something with goat's cheese. Oh, have you? Well done. But, um, but you know, goats themselves, they're lovely, aren't they? Yeah. Springy little creatures. The this little one, oh. this one is literally Satan. And yeah. I'm glad that it's gone. And I actually think that, again, this is a case of regardless of whether or not that goat was actually haunted or cursed or malevolent. Enough happened, coincidences, that as far as the family were concerned, it was. Mm. And it became, it's a bit like when we were talking about witches and then becoming the moral devil, this became the absolute focus. The scapegoat. Of the, literally the scapegoat uh, for everything that was going wrong. And, and you, you kind of, you would then be really quite, freaked out wouldn't you if you you chuck this thing you weight it you throw it in the river i think the fact that it keeps coming back is the thing that's a little if it was just he threw it in the river and that was the end you you wouldn't really think much of it but the fact that the thing just keeps coming back yeah it's really strange you you want you want it found don't you i really want it found really badly if anyone has it please let us know what are you gonna do with it i'm just gonna put it outside your front door Put it off my seat at work. Like a horse's head in my bed. There it is. Well, we did talk about having, hanging it at work, didn't we? Yes. And then if anyone annoys us... I used to have, have, a, used to have a ram skull, didn't I, on yeah. my desk. Uh, they made you take it away. They made me take it away because it was upsetting people. Wasn't it like a royal visit or something? Yes. <laughs> I didn't think it was appropriate. I used to decorate it for the seasons. So it yeah, had it baubles had, at yeah, Christmas. It had a pride outfit. It had, a pride outfit. Yeah. It had an Easter bonnet, yeah, didn't it? And obviously Halloween. It Halloween was, was done up. It had lights and everything. But apparently that was not deemed appropriate for... Uh, it would be now because it would be like our calling symbol, yeah. wouldn't it? But he's now... Ramesses is now, now in my front room. But um, I would draw the line. I love... I have lots of pieces of taxidermy. I have lots of skulls in my house where we are now. Um, covered in bits and pieces, but I would not have the haunted goat's head of Strumpshaw. It it wasn't like that website crap taxidermy. Have you ever seen that? It's really good. It's funny. Google it. It's brilliant. But um, it was you know it was it, a, was, well it was really well done. Yeah. And the original picture we have of it when it's before it's been in the gravel pit and <laughs> the river, it was actually you know uh, well done. It's just a really sad story that she literally bought it because it was an impressive looking animal and she wanted it in its head over which is really sad really really well, sad nice. if your if your pub is called the goat inn i would have had it outside as a kind of calling sign really but no you know it's instead she's and she used to she used to wash it outside the front didn't she yeah. um and, and kind of make a big thing of of of, of but it, it, it was definitely done properly, wasn't it? It wasn't like someone just like hacked its head off and it was. Yeah. It's, it was a fine-looking thing, and, and I think, as I said, I think the strange thing is that nothing had happened before this new land. There'd been ten, ten landlords between Mrs. Newton, who sees the goat, fancies it above the bar, and has it stuffed, and the Walpoles mm. who come. So you've got ten sets of people there. Yeah none of whom have a problem with it that we know of. Which is what makes me think that the regulars were, like, winding him up with the story yeah. of it, just to, like, you know, oh, the new guy, bit of a kind of... Yeah, and they yeah. were obviously a bit of a strange family, what with the monkey and the minor bird yeah. and the, 
you know, and the gnome. Um. They, did, they did call, like, spiritualists, you know. Yeah, they did think about an exorcism, yeah. didn't they? For, and, and I think it was on advice that they drowned the... I mean, you'd have done a better job of that, wouldn't you? I'd have taken it out to sea. And then if it had come back, oh, buy me. You know, he must have, could you imagine Mr. Walpole though? How every would you time you get it rid of a haunted goat's head, give it to you. <laughs> that is like my answer for anything. I'm just gonna give it to you. listening to this week's Weird Norfolk episode. You can find us every week in the Eastern Daily Press on page 13 of the Weekend Supplement. You can also find an archive of all of our stories at edp24.co.uk and if you're feeling social you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Weird Norfolk. Weird Norfolk podcast is a Richard Fair production for the Eastern Daily Press.